Shall we begin? Why not? Welcome to Frankie Sense and More. It's like she's got a whole lot of goodness for you with a little bit of sass. Frankie, did you just say... She sure did. Not to mention, along with... Whoops. Join us now as Frankie Picasso and her new co-host mix it up with authors, musicians, and interviews with world-changing people. Let's begin, Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense. Hello there, and welcome to Frankie Sense and More. Today's show is a little bit different. It's not the same old, same old. And I do hope that you all feel free to call and share your good news stories with me. The lines are 903-787-5887, 903-787-5887. Now, today's show is all about feeling good. These past few weeks have been horrible for so many people. And whether we were directly involved in Hurricane Harvey or Hurricane Irma, or even if we know anyone in the Houston area, Corpus Christi, Florida Keys, Miami, Tampa, etc., We are all part of the collective consciousness, and we all watch the images of destruction together. And whether you know it or not, it does affect us at a cellular level. And it's like so many of us are walking around with PTSD, and we've never even been to war. But every day we watch the news, and especially those who are addicted to shows like CNN, and you watch it over and over and over. It's like you went to war. Those images, those terrible news stories, they don't leave us just because we changed the channel. So last night I was talking to my daughter, and inspiration struck. I decided that the Good Radio Network, specifically Frankie Sense and More, would dedicate one show a month and maybe more uh, to people who who want to feel good, to people who want to know about good things. And this show segment is called Tell Me Something Good. If you remember the old Chaka Khan Rufus song, Tell Me Something Good, that's what it's all about. So to that end, I'm looking for callers like you to tell me all about the good stuff in their lives. Let's be grateful that we had something good to make us smile during the day. Did you get the sale price when the sale was over? Those cute shoes, did they actually come in your size? Your baby called your mama for the first time. Someone sent you flowers. You survived the hurricane and got a t-shirt. The guy in the front paid for your coffee. Every day good things happen. We just have to stop and think and remember them. So to that end, the phone lines are open and let's see who's ready to share. I want to have an online party of overflowing goodness. Now I'm talking Dave from Dallas is here. Welcome, Dave. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Oh, just rocking around. Um yeah, in Dallas and the weather's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you sur- you survived. I guess I have. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I have, a, I have a kind of a cool story for you. I'd like to tell uh, to everybody I practically meet. Um, I uh, I do a lot of charity work, a lot of volunteer work downtown Dallas. Yeah. And uh, most most of it's for the homeless guys. I mean, they have all sorts of shelters and food banks and things like that. So you can keep yourself. But Dallas is a very giving city. If you haven't figured that out yet, they are. They're very wonderful people. So um, in any event. Um, I was at a, at a shelter, and I just happened to notice that there was a wallet laying there. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
phone it to the, the lost and found, you know, and I gave it to the lady, and, and she goes, well, that was really good of you. I said, man, I can't steal from the poor. Are you kidding me? You know, yeah, I only had like a cell phone. Yeah, I only had a cell phone, an ID, and a little bit of money, you know, just a little bit. So, you know, as long as it has an ID in it, it's theirs. And if I see a $20 bill in the ground, I'll pick that up. <laughs> you know, but if it's a wallet with an ID, come on. So, but anyway, like that. about... Yeah, so like about four or five days later, I had just gone to a job interview. I was dressed in suit and tie, and um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I look over, and there's another wallet laying on the ground. Wow. Okay, and so it had $1,600 in it. Wow. And, and of course, That's it's got heavy. another ID. I know, of course, it has another ID, so I took it in, and uh, I gave it to him, and uh, the, the manager of the place said, hey, look, I'm going to put this in my personal safe. Okay. If they don't find it within a week, it's yours. Well, they claimed it the next day. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and did you get the job? <laughs> For me, no, no. actually, I didn't get the job, but I got a better job later on. It's no big deal. Okay. So watch okay. this. Okay. So thank you. Watch this. So it turned out it was a man and a walker. Okay. Oh, it was an old man wow. and a walker. Yeah. And that would have been horrible. It would have been horrible if I would if I was taking that. Okay. So I'm it's glad like he got it back. money or something. Yeah, well, anyway, that's okay. So, all right. So, but you know what's really sad? Okay, I'm a, I'm a very spiritual guy. Yeah. And at night, I'm thinking, I did the right thing. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I did the right thing. I'm an idiot. And I was like, Lord, please take this burden off of me. Right? Because I've had a lot of things stolen from me in my life, and I just wanted to get even. But it's like, that is not right. Just because they're a thief doesn't make you a thief. That's it. So, yeah. So watch this, Frankie. The next morning, I go out to the parking lot, and guess what I find? Another, Another wallet. wallet. I know. I'm looking at it, and I go, come on. Sure enough, it's got a little bit of money, a cell phone, and things like that. So I walk inside, and I say, hey, look, um, I found this wallet out in the parking lot. And this guy walks in. Did anybody find a purple wallet? I found a wallet. I was like, hey, look, settle down. What's your name? And he told, tells me his name. I go, here. I handed it right to him. And he gave me a hug. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. so, that's so great, Dave. You know, I'm I'm very spiritual too, and I think that um, I'm always worried about karma. You know, so I, I don't want to have bad karma. So yeah, oh, I yeah. definitely give the money back each and every time. Yeah. And so because you did that, good karma came your way. And so sure. what happened? I know something good happened to you. Okay. Had to. I have one more story for you. Okay, There's tell me. Story of the four lots. We only got to three. So I go to the library, you know, and I need to use their computer. So I sit down and. Right next to my mouse is what? Another wallet in the same day. Now, this is all took, this all took place in a two-and-a-half-week period, right? So mm-hmm. I, thought, I, I go to the library, and <laughs> this is the best part, but I go, um, I just found a wallet. He goes, oh, my God, that's mine. I go, what? Oh. And this one's fat. I mean, it's got credit cards and pictures and all that kind of stuff. And it turns out he was a volunteer also at the library. And I go, okay, but hold on, time out. What's your name? He told me his name, and I gave him his wallet. I said, you got to be more careful. <laughs> but anyway, what my point is, is that night, I didn't have those feelings anymore, ever. Oh. Right? Like, I was an idiot. I, I did, only God could come up with something, like a solution for that, okay? Because yeah. how, how many people do you know that would... Uh, I'm going to say that again? I mean, how many, how many people know that would come up with a solution like that? Yeah. Wow, that's a great story. Okay, but anyway, since then I found 22 more wallets. No way. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. 
Well, the thing You're is, like a wallet I whisperer. Well, I'm a wallet magnet, I guess. But yeah. The thing is, it's, it's the well, money wants people, to come to you. But, money wants to come to you. Yeah. You know, accept it, but accept yeah, well, it in a new yeah. way. Like, say, right. I don't want somebody else's. I want mine. Give me my money. I want to earn it. I don't even care about winning the lottery. I want to earn it. You know, yeah. I don't buy a lottery yeah. ticket. So anyway, that was my, my story about the, about the Dallas Morning News when they wrote an article on me about the four wallets, and I told them no because it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah. But tell me, so went, what happened to you that was good? Because I know that the universe works like that. Um, a lot of things have happened to me. Um, I used to have medical problems, and they've gone away. I have asthma. Okay. And I used, to go to, I, I used to go to hospital, like, monthly. And they, I literally was told, you may not be leaving here. I mean, oh. your numbers are so bad. But the other hospital took good care of me, because, you know, that was one of the major hospitals in Dallas. And uh, they did, they were wonderful to people. They 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 solved it, you know. But uh, they were really scared. They said, "Man, I hope you have your life in order." <laughs> Can you imagine? I was only forty four at the time. Do I have wow. my life in order? That's so, awesome. But, I mean, That's I, really great, I, Dave. I, yeah, Thanks. I got a really I good job. You calling? Yeah, I'm having a fun time with you. I'd love to share other stories with you. I got a lot of stories. So I bet you do. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you go. I know you need to run, and you got other callers coming in, so. Um, have yourself a blessed day, okay? You too. I really appreciate that. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. So how many of you have found a wallet and, you know, there's lots of money in it and you're really tempted to take it, like, you know, uh, but you give, it, you give it back. You know, I, I found money a lot and I look for the and I hope that they're there because, you know what, it's not mine. I know it's not mine. So when you find things like that, it's not yours. It does belong to somebody. And imagine that that poor man in the walker, you know, who lost his sixteen hundred dollars in his in his wallet. First of all, you know, maybe he just got his his pension check cashed. Who knows? It's a lot of money to be walking around with. But you have to be careful. And it's really great that there was somebody like Dave, ready to, uh, you know, ready, willing, and able to 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 give that money back. I I think that's a really great story, don't you? Yeah. So who else is on the line? Is anybody else on the line waiting for us, Ben? If they're not, Ben, I know you got a good story. Is Alex with us? Yes, I do. Okay, let's hear your story. All right. Um, I was a uh, in the United States Marine Corps, and mm-hmm. my job while I was in Iraq was civil affairs. And what we did was uh, basically fix things we broke. Like if um, they had to um, um, explode an IED in place, like on the road, mm-hmm. um, and the shockwave from what we did caused it to, say, break a window, we would mm-hmm. actually pay the people for the, uh, the broken window. Get out. Yeah. It's... It it was kind of cool because it was the, the story of Iraq that you don't hear. Yeah. Um, we did that. We ran um, um, adult literacy programs for both men and women. Um, teaching teaching that literacy for people in Iraq. The the so you would teach them English. Uh, no, we we taught them how to read and write in uh, Arabic. Well, oh. We didn't. We we facilitated. You had people who taught them. Yeah. Yeah, we facilitated it. With local people or, or yes. Americans? Okay. No, it would be uh, local nationals. That's awesome. So uh, you kept schools going and got the parents educated. We that did. We, did. Re- we rebuilt schools and mosques and um, 
You're right. That's something we don't hear about. Yeah, and uh, we we cleaned drainage canals, and if we came in and cleared an area, um, we'd start day labor programs to um, get money back into the economy. Ben, that's a really great story. Thanks for letting us know that, because you're right. We don't know a lot about that. We are going to go to a commercial break, and, and when we do that, think a little bit about what Ben said. You know, we people say, oh, you caused so much destruction, and we did cause a lot of destruction over there. Uh, but the lay people, the people who aren't involved in anything, you know, nefarious, they, they deserve to have their lives. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. notice you buy more groceries when you use a large shopping cart. The shopping cart, or trolley as it was originally called, was invented in 1937 by Sylvan Goldman, owner of two Oklahoma City grocery stores. Back then, shoppers carried their food in wicker baskets. One day, Goldman was observing his customers and realized that as soon as their baskets were full or too heavy on their arm, people stopped shopping. Goldman thought if we could somehow give customers two baskets, we could do considerably more business. What's another word for a resourceful person? A debrouillard. Goldman put wheels on some folding chairs, attached two baskets to the seat, and let the back of the chair act as a handle so the cart could be pushed with one hand. What do you call anything that can be manipulated with one hand? A thumbadoodle. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Do you enjoy push-ups, lunges, crunches, and pull-ups? Does a workout full of intense mix of strength training and aerobic elements thrill you? If you like vigorous workouts with bursts of forceful activity alternated with intervals of lighter activity, check out boot camps in your area. Boot camps are popping up everywhere, from parks to schools to YMCAs. The popularity of this workout is building, and more Americans are heading to boot camps for their fitness. The Mayo Clinic reports that the average exerciser burns approximately 9.8 calories per minute during a typical boot camp workout, which makes it a good activity if you're trying to lose weight. It also helps with endurance. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Hello there. Welcome back to Frankie Sense and More. Before I was going to my commercial break, I got myself cut off. I, I, I delayed too long, as they say. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso, and today it's called Tell Me Something Good. And before we went to break, I was just speaking to Ben, and Ben was telling us about his um, his time over in Iraq and, and, and how, you know, the Americans rebuilt and reschooled and helped those you know, folks who were left in the devastation. And I think that's pretty cool. Ben, if you, did you have another story you wanted to talk about? Well, yeah, we, um, um, with, uh, all the, the reconstruction that we did, uh, we also worked with, um, a gentleman named, uh, Sheikh, um, Sheikh Heiss, mm-hmm. who was actually one of the founders of the, uh, it's called the Ambar Awakening, where mm-hmm. basically the the local people um, 
in Ambar, Providence decided they were tired of um, Al Qaeda and they were mm-hmm. going to throw him out. I mean, he he had his um, his house blown up by Al Qaeda. Wow. We accidentally shot him. Oh, jeez. Um, it was uh, and the story for that goes, it was a um, um, a movie style car chase with a gunfight where they were leaning out the windows, shooting at each other, and they came up on a um, a roadblock, an American roadblock, and they didn't know who was who, so they just saw people shot. shooting and shot, and he got hit in the uh, hip. Oh, my goodness. But before I left, he actually, we sent him to one of the, our big hospitals there, and uh-huh. uh, he got his hip operated on. But he was, he was the kind of guy, uh, if a Iraqi policeman got killed in the line of duty, they would, um, um, they, they had something called martyr pay. Which was an extra oh, okay. stipend. Well, this woman was telling him one time that she hadn't received it yet from the government, so he just pulled out his wallet and handed money to her out of his own wallet. Wow. He was also the gentleman who facilitated our um, us finding contractors to help rebuild stuff. He sounds like a great guy. How well, how big was his family? Um, his immediate family was um. Five or six, I think. And how how was it for you to come home and meet your son, who could now actually recognize you, but didn't know you? Was, how was he with you? It was really good. I, I left. Um, he was three months old when I left for a year, mm-hmm. and um, it it was it was different. Yeah, I bet it was different. I bet it was different for your wife too. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great, Ben. Uh, and how long was did he play shy with you for a little bit, or was he like? No, he, that's my dad. The the stories that I heard because my wife would post videos on um, um, YouTube for me uh-huh. of him, and she lived with her mom at that time, and uh, she they they would both see him do something like that's a Ben mannerism. Oh, that's funny. And then, you know, I'd only spent the three months with him before I had to go. In fact, that's what, well, I... there's something to be said for DNA. Yeah. It does come through for sure. That's hilarious. Well, you are listening to tell me something good. If you want to give us a call, please call in 903-787-5887. I want to hear your good stories today. Thanks Ben for your good story. I really appreciate that. And, you know, uh, gosh, what, what happened that was good? Oh, I, I, I'll tell you what happened to me that was really good. I got home last night, and there was a package on the table, and it looked like mail, but there wasn't any postage on it. And I'm looking at this thing. It's wrapped in craft paper, and I'm like, what is this? It was addressed to me and no stamp. And I said to my daughter, what is this? She goes, oh, I found it at the door. I go, what do you mean you found it at the door? You didn't see who let it, you know, put it there? She goes, No. And, you know, she's a real trickster anyway. Uh, I started to open it, and inside this package was a Google Home. Now, I had just mentioned to her that I wanted Google Home, you know, for my birthday next year or something. And she went out and she bought it for me because she thought it was just too long for me to have to wait for it until next June. So what an amazing, fantastic daughter I have. And she made me so happy. And isn't that a great story? Come on. That's a good news story 
And we're having so much fun with Google because I go, hey, Google, you know, put on the Luminaires at lunch. And hey, Google, you know, let's play a trivia game. Or hey, Google, you know, what's how many people are in the state of Alaska? And it just knows everything instantly and does it all for me. And it's so much fun and so fantastic. If you've seen one on TV, I highly recommend you getting one. There's just so much that we haven't even tapped into her yet. Um, but she calls me Frankie. And she knows who I am. And it's really kind of funny because my daughter and I have very similar voices. So she can call her, hey, Google, too. And she answers her. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you have somebody in your family that has a similar voice, it might work. But if they're two disparate voices, it's not going to happen. So there you go. I got a Google Home and I'm so happy. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be able to do this show today because... I love Frankie Stinson more, and I just think that after my show on Mission Unstoppable on Tuesday, where we were talking about the end of the world, it's good to talk about what's good in the world, because there's still lots of good in this world. Yeah, there's lots of bad, and there are a lot of horrible things happening, but I know that there's lots of good, and the only way you're going to know about lots of good is to seek it out, because we are so overwhelmed by the negative that we forget about all the positive things that are happening. So... You know, I want you to sit and just meditate for a few minutes about what's happening that is good in your life. Who is it that makes you feel good? Do you make other people feel good? What is it that, you know, is good in your life? And what do you have gratitude for at the end of the day? I know I'm so grateful that my kids are safe and happy and knocking on wood in case something happens. I'm so grateful for this beautiful home that I live in and my dog and uh, all these other things. So, you know, that's that's cool. And we're very happy about that. 903-787-5887 is the hotline. Tell me what happened that's good in your life. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big at all. Just, you know, what's a good news story? Does your family have a good news story? Oh, okay. We have caller Sandra back. We're going to bring Sandra on in just a moment. I know that she probably has a good news story. And we're going to get her online. Ben's going to get her online here. Awesome. Just hang in there, folks. Frankie sends some more. Don't go anywhere. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso. And today it's about telling me something good. I like to hear good stuff. I like to know about it, feel it, let it permeate us. Who wants PTSD? Not me. I want to have all these good vibrations out into the world, you know, like the Beach Boys. And music makes me feel good. Does music make you feel good? What's your feel-good song? My feel-good band, uh, last night we played Dave Matthews, and it was such a good such a good vibe. Oh, my God. It was so cool. Because I said, Google Home, play me Dave Matthews, and she did a Dave Matthews mix. And, yeah, we were, like, jamming. It was so cool. And we're having some problems, I think, with our with our lines today. So if you've been trying to get through um, or whatever, we're, apparently there's there's a little bit of a hang up um, happening, or that that it's a little bit difficult. But you know what? Stay with us because the good news is you are going to get on. I promise you, you will get on the show because I'm waiting for you. What else has been happening that's really good? Well, the sun shines out. That's good. You know what? It's September 14th. I live in Ontario, Canada, 
and it's over 30 degrees Celsius out, which is like in the 80s. So that's pretty good. People love to have summer weather. And, oh, good news is my dog does not have a thyroid problem. He's just lazy. What do you think about that? I got a golden retriever. His name is Bongo. I probably talked about him before on the show. But Bongo, um, he's going to be five in October. So I guess he's almost five. And he's been acting really different, really lazy, not wanting to get up in the mornings, sleeping in. And I said, you know, there's got to be something wrong because he, he liked to play. He's not an old dog. Took him to the vet, had his blood tested again. And lo and behold, he does not have a thyroid problem. He's just a big, lazy dog. Oh, Sandra Beck is on with us. Hello, Sandra. Oh, I just love to hear that there's nothing wrong with him. Even if there is, he's just a big, lazy dog. He's just a big, lazy dog. He weighs 107 pounds. <laughs> oh, he is a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. So tell me something good. Well, um, I'm going to tell you that my dad arrived yesterday. and Nice. You know, Thanks. it's so funny, Frankie, because, you know, watching the hurricanes, watching the fires out here, you know, and up in Montana and... You know, just being inundated with all this negative news, I had so many reasons today and yesterday to be, like, giddily, joyful, happy, you know, and they weren't, I think, what most people are thankful for or appreciate. And, you know, my dad's 84, and he got on the plane in Buffalo, and he got out here to Burbank without incident. Now, that's a miracle. We've had days where, you know, airplanes have been stranded, they've been yep. grounded, you know, weather, and the idea that he got on the plane, he didn't have to take his shoes off, you know, because it's hard for him to oh, bend Oh, yeah. Up. So, yeah. You know, for him to get through the the line and then get on the plane and everybody was nice to him and all the people were nice, you know, nobody was dragged down the aisle screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he nobody got his, thrown off the plane. Nobody got thrown off the plane. He had his sandwich, and he liked the snack they gave him. They gave oh. him burritos. Like, <laughs> See, those know, are things to be happy for. He liked the snack on the plane. Come on, that's a I good tried. story. <laughs> you know, and then he gets here, and the luggage arrived right on time. And you know, I was was driving down, and it was like the Red Sea parted. You know, Los Angeles traffic yeah. is so bad, and it was like. A dream drive down. I got into the airport and picked him up, and he was right there at the curb. Like, I was so grateful. Wow. That's like, it's like Los Angeles traffic, and you just, and there he is. Boom. You don't even have to, you know, hurry and, and, and wonder, where's dad? Where's dad having a heart attack, you know? Right. Right. Or is he lost? You know, did he lose his hearing aid? And, he, you know, nobody can hear him. And, you know, it's all, all those things, like, you know, for that, I was I was so grateful. That is wonderful. And I know that you love to have your dad. I do. I do. And I encourage everybody to bring a multi-generation into their household. It's a lot of work. It can be very stressful, but it's so worth it. I'm glad that you're grateful he's there. That makes me really happy. Because a lot of people think it's a burden, you know, but it's not a burden. It's it's wonderful. And your kids love him. And and it's nice to be able to spend that time uh, with, with with our aging parents. You know, they're not going to be there forever, as we know. We're going to go to commercial break, Sandra. When we come back, uh, I see there's Alex Corgi's with us. I want you to stick around. I want to have a party. Getting warmed up. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. It's merging 
Last night, my husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating, which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Don't you just love to catch bloopers that happen on television? One popular slip of the tongue is a malapropism, which is a mistaken use of one word for another. Malapropisms are named after Mrs. Malaprope, a character in Sheridan's play The Rivals. Spoonerisms are a mix-up of the initial sounds of two or more words. For example, instead of saying, my lips are zipped, one might say, my zips are lipped, or maybe belly jeans instead of jelly beans. One of the earliest bloopers ever recorded is contained on a tinfoil strip on an Edison phonograph in 1878. The recording was restored to reveal a musical performance where the singer forgot the words and sang, Look at me, I don't remember the song. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Hey, and we're back. It's Frankie Sensenmore. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso, and I have some really fun guests with me today. Sandra Beck, you just heard her talk about her father's arrival from Buffalo to California. And Alex Akorji is here. She's the queen of Nigeria. She's with us. Alex, welcome. Oh, Frankie, I really wish I was the queen of Nigeria. That was <laughs> you are to us. Yeah, you are to us. We bow. Oh, right. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, God, you know, I kind of needed this, you know, I've had like a really, uh, should I call it a tough week? Yeah, right. My week pretty pretty much started uh, today. Let me call it that. So, um, yeah, I had a slow start, but, you know, I'm kind of grateful for just all of the good that, you know, that has really come out of it. So, yeah. So tell us Ah. your story. What happened? Okay, good story. Let's see. Three of, actually, I think I have a lot of stories to share. I know you got your glasses fixed. <laughs> weekend, over the weekend, my son had like a, you know, small. Oh, she's breaking up. <laughs> oh, yes, I have my glasses fixed temporarily. Um, okay, so maybe I should start with that. So, you know oh, how yeah. it is? I use reading glasses and I can't do any light. Do you hear me now? Oh, uh, no, back and okay, forth. So yeah. I, so that. Oh my goodness. Okay, oh, you're good now. Oh. You're clear right now. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, so you know how I do, you know, I have to wear my reading glasses to write, right? And all of a sudden, I just put it on and it broke. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have all this backlog of work to do. You know, we're working on this amazing book. I've got all this stuff to do and I don't have reading glasses. And then I try to call my doctor and that's how, you know, after going back and forth, you know, to the hospital this week. Mm -hmm. And then they say it's going to take like 48 hours or, you know, 72 hours to get a new pair. And so I kept wondering what to do because I have all this you know, work to do. And then yeah. my assistant, Peter, you know, tries to glue my glasses together. It didn't work because we tried to use a plastic glue and that uh-huh. didn't work. And then he finally tried and found super glue and it kind of worked. So temporarily, I now have my yeah. glasses back on. Yeah. So I'm very that's, excited. That's, that's very good. grateful. Yeah. I'd be grateful for that because I can't see without mine. <laughs> but here, here's something even better. This week, I had like a really special bonding moment with Sandra and it's weird because oh. Sandra... Yeah, and I, I think she kind of gave me the pick-me-up that I needed because it's funny, but I did an Instagram post yesterday and it was definitely from something that she had said to me. So, so you know, with all the drama, trying to rush my son to the hospital, try to find him an ENT doctor and all of that. Let, 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 wait, stop, I'm going to stop you real quick because you're, you're going a little bit garbage. The group email to our fellow. Okay. Do you hear me now? Um, I just got, I can hear you, but I, I just want to fill everyone in because they don't know what happened to, to Ray. Ray put some beads in his ears. He's six years old, as six-year-olds will do. They play around with their bodies. And so he found these little beads, like little pearls in his mommy's jewelry box or whatever, and he put them in his ears, two in each ear. Rushed to the hospital because they're not <laughs> coming out. Alex was there for almost two days, I think, waiting for the ENT specialist. They tried to put him under. They tried to take him out. They couldn't, like, is he going to hear now? Is he not? Like, what's the, what's the upshoot from that? They got the beads out? Yes, they got the beads out. And, and can he he's, hear? He's, yes, he can hear. Yay! I mean, we're not, <laughs> we're not 100% clear, but at least he can hear and he seems fine. So that's good for me. But, you know, the beauty of that also was just getting, tapping strength from, Having global sisters, you know, like Sandra, who sent me a message to say, hey, I'm sending you love and light. And hey, dust your cape on, you know, put your crown back on and just go. You can do it. And, you know, I'm with your in strength. And that just made me feel so much, so much better, really. Nice. I think that's good. <laughs> that was wonderful. Well, I like, like that. From one sister to another, you know, Frankie, I was, was reading Alex's post and, you know, I know what it's like and I know what it's like to have a sick kid and yeah. be single. You know, I broke yeah. my wrist when my kids were really young and then my little guy got really bad pneumonia and his lung collapsed and I had to get him to the hospital and I, you know, it's, it's, I think it's different. I don't know. I've never parented with another partner. Like I've never parented with a husband. So I don't know what it's like for someone to drive you there or support you or hold your hand. And my friend, Denise Bose, who's a registered nurse who had already worked a long shift, happened to walk by the emergency room area on her way out. And she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I'm here with my son. She sat with me. We had, he had to have emergency surgery. We stayed there the whole night and she sat with me. Now, this was after her long nursing shift. She had her own children. And she said to me, you know, at a point in my life, I was a single mom, too. And I know what it's like to sit here alone. And, you know, Alex allowed me to pay back. She allowed me to pay forward or give back from that moment, because that's what came into my mind when Alex was going through her thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be there for her like Denise was there for me. Nice. Good job. I love that. And that was that was the best gift I got this week, to be honest, really. <laughs> That's the best well, you know, I'm going to segue because I have another nurse on the show. Rob Lowe is with us. He's the, he's the host of the Giving Back podcast. But Rob did something really special last week. Rob went on a vision quest. 
I wanted oh, wow. to hear all about this. Yeah, come on, Rob. Spill the beans. What is it? A vision quest? Yeah. He went out into the woods like the Indians and sat in the... I don't know. What did you do, Rob? Where are you? Where'd you go? So it's a spiritual journey, a, a vision quest. And when you talk about beans, I just want to tell you that this whole thing, you know, spill the beans. You know, you got pearls and ears. When I was a little kid, I had a green bean. I, as, as, as I think Sandra said, or Alex said so aptly, you know, little boys tend to do things with their bodies. I stuck a green bean up my nose so far, they had to take me to the hospital. And my oh, brother and sisters were <laughs> laughing and laughing, and I'm freaking out. Oh, my God, you're going to have surgery, and they're going to pull this out. And I'm like, holy smokes, I'm a four-year-old with a green bean stuck up my nose. And you know what? As far as I know, it's, as far as I know, it's still there. It's still there? So even if, you know, you know his hearing is going to get better, but, you know, they got the, they got the pearls out, luckily. So it's okay. But listen, listen. You're, you, you gals are like my new bees because, like, being on this and listening to Frankie, my, my sister from another mister, it's like, it's like coming home. And after this, this vision quest, which, you know, it's funny, a vision quest, you know, we associate it with the Native American people, and it's a spiritual journey, and it's like a, a step on the path to enlightenment, or maybe it is enlightenment. It's about visions. It's about sweat lodges. It's about you know, peyote and drinking, you know, all, did you, you know, do whatever peyote? it is. Well, okay, so, I did, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was open to it. And initially, I mean, when you ask me what a traditional vision quest is, at least, you know, prepping for it, I thought it was going to be like a three-day journey, and then, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd take some peyote, maybe smoke a little pot, and, you know, go to a sweat lodge, have visions, figure out our animal spirits, Boom, come out, and I'd be like, you know, super wise sage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would just be like, you know, man on fire. So it wasn't exactly like that. It was 10 days, ladies. It was 10 what? days. Yes, this was, this was a commitment. So it, it was actually a 12 Where was it? Where did you go? We went, we went to Colorado. We were outside of. Uh, Cortez, Colorado, near the Four Corners, right? Okay, and, I know the Four Corners, yeah. Absolutely stunning. It was high desert, red rocks, um, just just absolutely beautiful, like everywhere. And, you know, they said, well, let's, you know, we're going to prep. And so a lot of the prep is like emotional and mental and spiritual and psychological and just thinking it through and, and, you know, what is it that we actually want to get out of this thing that we know nothing of except for, you know, that song by Madonna, Crazy For You, that was in Vision Quest. I mean, that's all I think about, right? How many so, people were there? So for this group, it was a very small, intimate group. There were four of us with two leaders, and uh, normally there are six to seven people plus the two leaders. So we were actually very lucky in a couple ways. Number one, that we got such close personal attention. So uh, Barbara Whitman and Don Morse uh, were the leaders, and they just did an incredible job. I mean, really anticipating our needs, 
um, understanding what we would need at every step along the way, helping to guide us through, like, questions and fears. And, and by the way, so when you go on this, when we went on this vision quest, it was a three-day solo fast in, in the wild, or relatively wild. I mean, there's very little out there. And one of the things that came up for me was I didn't even think of this almost this entire year, right? So I found out about it, was invited. It was such a huge, generous offer from Barbara. And I said, okay, great, I'm in. Wow, 12 days. I'm still in. Let me do it. Okay, wow, this is not going to be, you know, what I thought. It's going to be three days, no food? Oh, uh, okay, I'm Yeah, in. three days, no food right? for Rob. <laughs> right. No food for Rob is like, oh. So the thing is, I didn't even think about it until the day before we got to the camp. I thought, wait a minute, I do have a fear. I raised my hand. I said, I, I have a fear. I'm afraid of being alone in the dark in the wild. I said, I am freaking terrified. I don't even know why I didn't think about it before. You know, I was just so, like, enamored of what I might get out of this experience. I yeah. totally f- forgot, like, the practical piece of being like, I don't like to be alone in the dark outside. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm a city guy. And, like, this was real wild. I mean, there's bears, and there's mountain lions, there's uh, uh, coyotes, and wa- and, and there's uh, rattlesnakes. Scor- yeah, there's <laughs> scorpions, there's tarant. I mean, there's, like, a lot of stuff out there, none of which I'm comfortable, like, having in my living room. You know? Okay, well, what I so, want to know, was there a sweat lodge and was there like ayahuasca or peyote or some kind of hallucinogenic involved? None of those, none of those three things, although um, we did meet a very, very well-known and very well-respected uh, uh, medicine woman uh, from oh, the Navajo okay. Nation. Uh, her nice. name is Walking Thunder, and she was phenomenal. And she actually does... She actually does uh, do uh, uh, sweat lodges, and she does peyote. As a matter of fact, she had this really funny. She had this really funny story about how um, her nephew had introduced some guys to her, and they were talking about, "Oh, I want to, you know, we want to try some peyote, and it's for mind expansion and all this." And she said, "Okay," and she she said, "Well, let me think about it." And then, like somehow, like her nephew got him in and gave him a whole bunch of it or something like that, and then they just like took off. And she was really worried because, oh, my God, I don't want these guys driving on this stuff, right? But yeah. she, this, this whole experience was, like, truly, like, mind-expanding. And, you know, I went in there, like, being a typical American I'm going to have to stop you because we're going to go to a commercial break. But I, I, I do want to hear the rest of it. Linda Creter, I hear that you're online. Hi. Let me say hi to you real quick before we go to commercial. Are you there? I see her pretty face showing up here. Rob, we're going to have to hear the end of your story, though. Okay, we're going to commercial. You're listening to Frankie Sensenmore. i got a party going on now. There's Sandra Beck and Alex Akorji and Linda Creter, and I'm Frankie, and we'll be back. Pay the bills. It's Merging when residents of Alligator Point, Florida, discovered a 400-pound gabberlunzi bear raiding their garbage, they called the local wildlife authorities. The officers came out and shot the bear with a tranquilizer dart in order to move him. Unexpectedly, the frightened bear swam out into the water, where it started to drown as the tranquilizer began taking effect. Adam Warwick, an officer from the Wildlife Commission, jumped into action, swimming towards a juggernaut bear, while the other officers tried to figure out how to rescue both of them. 
Adam was somehow able to grab the bear and paddle 25 yards to the shore, saving the bear's life. The bear was then loaded on a truck and transported back to its home in the forest. What's the word for a last-minute attempt to get something done? A charrette. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Sodium intake can be problematic because most Americans have way too much. The recommended sodium intake is 2,300 milligrams a day, but the average intake in the U.S. is 3,400 milligrams a day. Sodium attracts fluid and too much leads to hypertension, which raises your chances of having a stroke, heart failure or heart attack, and kidney disease. Table salt is definitely a culprit of high sodium intake, but there are other seemingly unseen ways to take sodium in. Sports drinks, energy drinks, and sodas all have high sodium levels. Macaroni and cheese, seasoned rice, and other boxed meals contain high amounts of sodium, along with processed meats, especially if they have been cured, smoked, or canned. Restaurant food is also a huge offender. Eating fresh food at home is your best offense. I'm Annette Hammond. And we're back. It's Frankie Stenson Moore, and we are having a good news story. Tell me something good is the name of the show. And we, you were listening to Rob Lowe, Alex Corgi's here, Sandra Beck is here. And Rob was um, just finishing off his story. Rob, I, don't you girls want to know what spirit animal he is? I mean, really? What can, let's, let's guess. Let's guess. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what? I mean, because of the way I look, people think I might be a panda, right, as my spirit. I think I'm more like a crow. You know, I just, I was having a crow. I think it was just a crow. I don't know why I think that. I mean, we didn't a get crow. assigned animal That's spirit. A crow, you know, like a, like a bird. Yeah. Ah, ah, you That's know, a, a crow. Yeah. A crow. And, you know, I, know I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I think that. I mean, I would love to be able to say, I I'm a, was an eagle, right? Or, oh, I was a bear. I have the spirit of the bear. Although, I'll tell you what, we had this one guy who was a phenomenal human being. And who is, like, truly a man's man, okay? I mean, his, his name is Terry. Um, he is a man's man. He's, like, my height. He's not that big. But his commitment and his dedication to his family and, and like, just the way it, it, it manifested itself was absolutely amazing. And he, he is actually a bear spirit. And I'll tell you what was amazing. Where he went. You know, ladies, when I told you there were bears and mountain lions and, and, you know, all kinds of critters, and big ones and little ones, I am not kidding you. Where he went, the bears followed. Like, he was in three different camping sites on his vision quest, on his solo fast, and they came to him every time. And there were people in that valley or in that canyon who lived there for over 20 years, and they said, you know, this is the only the second time we've ever seen a bear, right? And they're like, I cannot believe this guy. Like, every night he's been here, a bear has, the, the or I, I think it's the same bear, but it could be different bears, have, have gone to him. It is really, I mean, this guy has got the spirit. He is clearly, clearly Papa Bell. 
That's crazy. Okay, I want, but I let me let's just finish your story real quick. What was the upshoot of your vision quest? What did you come back? Did you know who you are? Did you know you know your purpose in life? Um, is it to eat? Like, what's your what's your purpose? What happened? What's the upshoot? Yeah, it's it's to eat. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, friend. Yeah, it's to eat. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll you. You know what my purpose in life, and I know this is going to sound super. This is going to sound super Nancy to the guys, and maybe it'll be touching to the girls. But I went in there thinking one thing. I, I did go in there thinking about gratitude and using this time to deepen my gratitude for everything that I have in my life. Because I do have a truly abundant life, right? I, I know mean, you do. Health, great wife, incredible children. My mom is still here. She's kicking. New you know, sports I car. I got everything. Yeah. But the thing is that when I went in, I thought about my father who passed away 30 years ago. And I thought mm-hmm. about the example that he showed as a, as both a father and as a man of what he showed his unconditional love for me. And I was so lucky that in my early 20s, very early 20s, I actually, I actually recognized that and saw that. And, you know, I felt like I was lost from that a little bit. You know, really. I mean, I just felt like I had gotten off track and I really missed him a lot. And what yeah. I came out, what I came, what I went in was thinking, what is this unconditional love and how can I manifest this in my life? And over the course of three days, it just gave me that nudge to say, this is what it can look like from you. And this is how you can allow your inside out, like your true nature of what you want to be. And believe it or not, I both I had the dreams, not visions, but I had dreams of that in action, and I saw it. And I actually had an opportunity before I went to show my version of perfect love in a very difficult situation, and it was so empowering. And I'm like, like the way I talk to people now, and the way I'm present around people. I mean, I'm a pretty loving guy, you know. I, I got I got love to give, but it's different now. It's like. It's just a little cleaner, I guess, or I don't know what you would call it. Like wow. it's food, you can say clean. But it really made a huge impact on me. And you know, I'll check, you got you ladies, you three ladies come to me. I'll give you so much love. You, you'll never, you'll never leave. You'll never leave. Aww. Thank you. Hang on, hang on. I gotta. I want to hear from Linda. Linda Creter is with us. Linda is one of the hosts of Dynamic Women. She has healing. Linda, what's the name of your other shows? (laughs) (laughs) Wise Health for Wise Health for Women and Military Network Radio. I work with families and women and lots of people. I do. Yeah. Welcome. I do. What? Tell me something good. I, I've got a goosebump story. It's sort of a heavy topic, but it's a goosebump story. I interviewed a remarkable young woman yesterday, and this is for the military show. And she lost both parents to violence when she was nine years old, and yet she has turned her life into helping others with positive mental health, coping skills, problem resolution. She is so strong. Her name is Susie Reese, and I give her a huge shout-out because if ever there's somebody who could have sunk into despair, into the abyss, it was her. But she didn't because she recognized that she had a bigger purpose and she was remarkably strong. And through helping others, she has now made an enormous difference in personal domestic violence as well as um, generally 
um, positive mental health and especially suicide prevention, which, as we know, wow. is a really pervasive societal problem. Yeah. And I, I just want to say now, I think we got three hosts on this show, Alex <coughs> and Linda and Rob and in my four, myself included. And that I think that's what's really cool about what we do is that we get to mm-hmm. meet people who make us feel good about what's going on in the world, too. And that's kind of cool. It's so cool. I feel so blessed because you you connect with people whom you've never met except by voice. Mm-hmm. And they tell you remarkable stories that are personal and compelling. And we are so fortunate to have people like that out there. But she was just so remarkable. She's only 29 now. And so she's young and resourceful and just an amazing presence, making a difference every single day. So I love stories like that. Okay, Linda, I want a personal story, though. Camp Nana or whatever you you call your... your Oh, Camp Nana. Camp Nana is a wonderful story. Yes, every summer I... Well, every... I had the second annual Camp Nana this summer. Um, So the first one, they were four and two. This time they're Mm -hmm. five and three. And so every single day with Camp Nana, which is a week in the summer, I have my two little granddaughters, and (laughs) this was the the, the way the days worked. You got up, you had breakfast, you went swimming, you went kayaking, and then you went sailing. Had lunch, rinse and repeat. It was fantastic. And I, I just... Love introducing wow. I little ones. Nana. I want to do Yeah, I've things. heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, it, it's just wonderful. I live on the Chesapeake Bay or near the Chesapeake Bay, and so it's so easy to do those kinds of things. And unless you do, and my daughter does not live near the water anymore, you know, you want the little ones to know this. And yeah. it's just such a gift to be able to pass that on. So, yes, I have no trouble sharing Camp Nana stories. It is Love a very that. special Rob, time for me. Water, right? I live, no, not close enough. I was just say not close enough. <laughs> I was going to say San Francisco Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bay, and there's some places that are really nice and close to the water, but to really get out there, it's just so freaking cold. It's beautiful to watch, and it's beautiful to be on the shoreline, but it's too, right. cold, too cold to go in except for in the bay, and then it's kind of like it's just okay. It's kind of icky. There's a lot of so you, you never sailed there or like kayaked that. out there? I've never kayaked, but I have sailed, and we do some boating up, up a little bit east in the in the um, in the delta and whatnot, and that's really gorgeous. And it's a great it's a great time. They're they're in fact they're opening up this little uh, this little island up there that used to be like the scene of debauchery. It was like you know uh, what was that movie uh, Caligula? It was like Caligula out there on water. Oh my know? gosh! So I Linda, do you have wait, a big sailboat? I can't wait for to open up that. I used to. I used to. When the children were uh, living at home, I did. But once they grew up and went away, uh, there's really, it's not much fun sailing a big sailboat by yourself. So, no, I took the little ones out on a small one. Okay, I got an idea, and I'm hoping that San and and everybody's still listening, because we're going to rent a big sailboat. And you're gonna okay. we're gonna be your crew. You're the leader, Linda. Easy. And I'll we're take gonna do it. our own vision quest on on your sailboat. What do you think, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that think, laugh. <laughs> I, I'm happy to be the captain of the ship. I love sailing. It's my passion. You've got it. I know. That would be so much fun. We'll just have a little holiday. Where are we gonna oh. do it? Where should we rent our boat, Linda? Well, right now the Caribbean's the not looking too good. <laughs> yeah. No, 
No, no, you don't want Washington. I, I think they should no, stay away from Washington, Washington as much as possible. Right, exactly. I don't know. Let Rob figure that one out. You yeah, know. let me figure. Let me let me figure that out. Oh, okay, that's Hawaii. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, now that sounds very pleasant. Yeah, it does. And there's yeah, and there's consistent there. breeze too. There. You know, if we do I it out we here, we can do. always we can also go up to wine country, and you know, have a lot of wine up there off of the water, so that we have you know. <laughs> Like now you go, you go there first. They come on a boat. They want to lead us on the boat, and yeah. and maybe a lake is better than the ocean. Maybe we should do a lake. Oh, we can do whatever oh. you like. Sailing is sailing. I'll take it. Oh, that I, don't, awesome. I don't know. Something fun. Oh. Well, I think that that's what we should all plan to do uh, because we need it. We need a break and we need to have a vision quest and we need to come together and we need to put these positive vibrations out into the universe because I my, myself, I am so tired of all the negativity and I just love mm-hmm. all of you guys who are so positive and wonderful and I thank you so much for, for coming on the show today to take the effort to come on the show today and share your story stories like that's just amazing thank you alex and sandra um we're, we're got like a minute left i think and linda and and rob and ben for sharing your story and dave from dallas for sharing your story thanks for coming on and doing that um you know finding 25 wallets and giving all the money back like that's cool <laughs> you know who does that i think that's amazing that's a good story <laughs> I do this like every every month have a you know one show that's dedicated to tell me something good what do you guys think I'm going to start writing so at, it down at, now. At, at least, yeah, I'm actually going to bookmark this because it's it's great to hear. It's great to hear the good. I think it's great Absolutely. to hear the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks again for for being my guest. I got a my little co-host here. She just came. She's my my little grandbaby, Chihuahua oh. Peanut. She's up here. <laughs> She's trying to get up on the chair. She wants to get on the mic, but. I'm not letting her. <laughs> I'll let her close the show, Frankie. Go ahead. Uh, come on, Peanut. Close the show. <laughs> Where we are in the world, day or night, bless you. And we will talk to you next week on Frankie Sense Some More. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Thanks. Goodbye. Shit, are you the one way to turn the world?